Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode on The Lucy Liu Show, the show that helps you grow your mind, business, and life without burnout. I'm your host, Lucy Liu. May this day be free of worry for you. May you be blessed with happiness this wonderful day. And today we're going to talk all about the about page. Whether you have about me on your website or blog or anywhere else that you may have content, we'll discuss the ins and outs of what you should have on this page. And we're offering you a special surprise at the end, a wonderful freebie. So be sure to listen all the way through for details. Our guest today is Krista Walsh. Krista is an SEO website copywriter for creative entrepreneurs. She writes the messaging for her clients' website so that their online home shows up in Google, articulates their vision and values, and inspires visitors to actually take action. So let's hear it. Welcome to the show, Krista. Hi, Lucy. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. Yay. So we're talking about the about page, right? Because it is the second most visited page on any website besides the landing page. So why is the about page so important? Yeah, so I think all of us know that it's important. um, And the data certainly bears this out. As you've said, there are numerous studies that show that it's the second most visited page on your website. And usually it's also the second visited page. So people are usually going straight from wherever they land, then to your about page. But even more than that, there have also been recent studies that show 80% and up of people are really looking to specifically buy from, work with, or learn from brands and companies that they feel they can trust, that they feel are showing a great deal of authenticity and transparency. And a lot of people are going to about pages to get a read on that because they want to know about the company or about the person they're going to work with more, you know, equal to whether or not the product or service can solve the problem that they have. So what are the most crucial about page elements regarding copywriting should we have? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think a lot of us especially creatives and small business owners sort of view the about page as this place to put a little paragraph about who we are. Maybe that we copy pasted from our LinkedIn profile or something like that. But I actually think the about page should be written more like any other website page. There should be a headline. um, And that is something a lot of us forget. So we'll make the headline something like about or about me. Um, or maybe just our name or company name. But instead, I always recommend that you have a headline that is going to do one of two things. It's either going to be like a newspaper style headline. So it's going to give as much of the information as it possibly can in a short headline of what's actually on the page. So the crux of your brand, the crux of your mission, or it should be more like a clickbait headline. So something that is there to entice people to keep reading, something that catches interest so that people will actually keep reading. Because I think it was Copyblogger who did a study that found that eight out of 10 people on any given webpage are literally only reading your headlines. So you really have to have a headline on your about page and you have to make it 
really do this heavy lifting for you. So either share as much as you can about your brands that people, if they only read that headline, they're getting the gist or be really careful in crafting it so that people are so delighted by your headline or intrigued that they are then wanting to keep reading. You mentioned the headline. Is that the same thing as a hero statement? Um, Sort of. So a headline is just that it's not body text. So body text, you know, is like 12 point, 16 point font. And then headline is that, that big text on a page. And a hero statement is something that I recommend people use as their headline on their about page. And essentially this headline, a hero statement is like a headline that is what we call above the fold, which basically means something that is able to be seen before people have to scroll down on your page. So sometimes you will design a website page and the first thing people see, it's just an image and you actually have to scroll down before you can read anything or get a sense of what's on the page. And I recommend putting your headline as a hero statement. So that means right when you get to that page, you don't have to touch the scroll and you're seeing the headline. Mm, Good tip. So what are your best tips to emotionally connect with people who are visiting your page after the hero statement? Yeah, that's a that's also a great question. I think certainly share your story. I think people are looking to get a sense of the the person or the people behind the brand. So usually this is something like an origin story. And I know it can be tricky when we're writing our own story and we're not trying to make it extremely long or chaotic. How do we actually pull together the chaos of our life or how we got here into a story that people can remember? So I've worked with clients before who feel a little skittish about not sharing every single detail of the story. I think sometimes it can feel a little bit like we're leaving things out. But really, we want the story to follow a traditional story arc just so that people can follow it and remember it. So that means looking back to your story and picking out the highlights, the parts sort of like a constellation leading to the pick the full picture now. And it can be helpful to follow a story framework as you're working through and looking through your story and picking out the pieces that you want to bring to light and use it to create this arc. The one I recommend is the the Pixar storytelling framework. So this is what Pixar usually uses when they're crafting their stories. And bird's eye view about that framework, it's essentially you start with this before period. And usually the before period is something is not quite right here, right? So things aren't going so well. Then there's a turning point. So that's either like a realization or an experience perhaps that causes you to change something in your life or to start something new, perhaps your company. Then there's this after period where things are going a lot better for you. You have figured something out. You're in this like glorious after period. But of course, because it's the about page, I then also want to pivot that back to the reader. So don't just end, okay, that's my story. I would then just finish that story out with, okay, this was my story and this is why I can help you. So often that's a line like, and now I can help you do this too, for example. So you mentioned a story. Should it be told in a third-person narrative or should you use more of I? There is no right answer to this question. It depends on your brand and your comfort level. My personal preference, what I usually write for my clients is 
the first person. That's because most of my clients are creatives or service providers. So, or if they have a product business, they have had a strong hand in creating the products themselves. So they are in their brand a great deal. So I think it's important that at some point in their website, we hear directly from them. And the about page story section is a great place to do that, even if the rest of your website is written in third person, because it can be this, hi, I'm Lucy. Here's my story. Let me tell you. And it just, it feels a lot more engaging that way. That's my personal preference as a consumer and as a, as a writer. I love that. And should you talk about your personal things other than business? Yeah, I think you can. I mean, how personal you get depends on your comfort level and possibly how relevant it is to what you're doing in the world now. So some people can get really personal and it makes a lot of sense if they are in a really personal service or if they're some experience that they had that was very personal was instrumental in leading them to have the company that they have now. But otherwise, I think a lot of people will resonate even with like a fun facts section, or here's what you might not know about me section, or a couple of lines about who you are outside of your work, I think can definitely be beneficial. How about visuals? What's important visually on this about me page? Yeah, I think so. First thing, you you should have a photo of yourself as the founder and an actual photo. So not like a cartoon rendering of yourself. I think those are so cute, but I think it it really helps readers feel like and potential clients or customers feel like, okay, this person is a real person. They exist and I know what they look like in the world. And it just helps build that no like and trust factor when you have a real photo of you and just make sure the photo doesn't have to be the world's most professional photo where you like, you know, we're in a studio and you had like a fan blowing through your hair, but it should be a quality photo. So not something where it's like you at Disney World, where it's like a selfie, (laughs) just something that looks fairly professional, I think is the bare minimum there. What's a good call to action to have on the about page? Yes. So a call to action is something that you should have on your about page because the about page, again, people are going there pretty early on in their experience with you, whether they're learning from you, joining your email list, working with you, buying from you. So it's important not to forget that it's part of this client or customer journey as they get to know you. So we don't want them to go to the about page and then sort of shrug and say, oh, that's pretty cool. And then exit and then forget about us. We want to tell them what to do next so that they continue on this customer client journey, hopefully getting everything they need in order to become a client or customer of ours. So that's where the call to action comes into play. And it can be a couple of different things. It takes a little bit of thinking of logically, what do I want my customers or my readers to do at this point? For many of my clients, the call to action is check out our services and it's a link to the services page. For some, it's right to contact me if you're interested in working together or collaborating. For others, it might be a softer call to action, like here are the top blog posts that you might really be interested in reading, or even something like follow me on Instagram, or here's this amazing freebie I've put together that you might be interested in. And you can also have different call to actions throughout the about page, depending on where people are in reading. The important thing to remember here is we just want to give people direction of where to go next. So we're not having people drop off on this page. 
Thank you for those tips. What other top tips can you think of to give our listeners? Yeah, I think something that a lot of us forget to do is to include loads of social proof on this page. Social proof is anything where it's someone other than yourself validating that you're amazing, basically, or that you are who you say you are, that you're professional, that you get results, that other people trust you. Because this page can be a page where we're talking a lot about ourselves. And I think it's important then to just have this, okay, but it's not just me saying these things, like these things are real. And social proof on about pages are things like maybe badges of certifications you've gotten or awards you've gotten, quotes from the press talking about you if you've you've ever been quoted somewhere. One of my clients on her about page, we included a quote from LinkedIn because LinkedIn mentioned her. And so we just had that up there as a, you know, hey, this LinkedIn thinks my client is amazing. You can also include testimonials here, testimonials if you are a service-based business is a great one, or badges of organizations that you're a part of. So anything that is proof that you are who you say you are. I love it. And Krista has prepared an amazing about page checklist. So where can our listeners find this amazing checklist? Yes. So if you go to my website, you should be able to grab it there. But I also give you the full link. It is Krista Walsh copywriter slash about page. And I'll be sure to include that in the show notes. And on those low days, what is a quote that you go by to stay strong? Yeah, I love that you asked this question at the end of your podcast. My The quote that I like to refer to is one by Cheryl Strayed. So she was Dear Sugar. She wrote Wild. And it is, she says, don't surrender all your joy for an idea that you used to have about yourself that isn't true anymore. Mm, let that sink in. Read that for us again. I love it. Don't surrender all your joy for an idea you used to have about yourself that isn't true anymore. Okay, guys, let that sink in and take those wisdom in. Thank you for being here, Krista. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 